Welcome to Chicago Tabernacle, a place of becoming. Wherever you find yourself, we pray that you would be encouraged today by God's word. Please join us now as we hear a message from Pastor Toledo. Praise the Lord. Open your Bible with me now to Matthew chapter 2. And um, I got a, a text from a friend who lives in another state asking me yesterday, you know, how I'm doing and um, wishing me a Merry Christmas. And, you know, I replied. And he said, you know, we're tonight, we're just yesterday, this was yesterday. He said, tonight, we're just reflecting on the Savior. And that's kind of what we want to do right now. We want to take some time and really reflect on, on the one that we love and want to honor and worship on Jesus, the Son of the living God. Amen. And over the last couple of weeks, there have been a number of sermons that have been preached um, from the Bible in regards to the Christmas story. And today we're going to focus on the story of the wise men, which uh, the wise men came to worship Jesus after he was born, somewhere between 10 to 40 days or so, or maybe a little bit more than that. Um, actually, this time, even though it's in the Word of God, there's a lot that is mysterious about these men who came to worship Jesus. They were considered wise because they were known to be seekers of knowledge and of truth. They were seekers. These men came from Persia. They came from most likely Iraq. And so what we do know is that when you think about the wise men, it's important for us to understand that these were not men who grew up in the Jewish faith. They probably didn't grow up hearing stories about the coming Messiah, but uh, they were seekers of truth. They were they were uh, longing for and seeking after uh, something greater. And we know that's true because they made this long journey to worship the one who was born, the king of the Jews. So, so I, I want to begin as we look at this passage, I want to begin by uh, highlighting the fact that how God actually spoke to them is a real mystery. Um, they said that they saw a star, but as this story unfolds, you'll see that there was more than just a star. They actually came looking for the one who would be born king of the Jews. So somehow they ended up looking at the, the scripture, the, the Jewish scripture. Also, um, most, most commentators or scholars uh, believe that um, the star was most likely an angel. Because the star would, would show up and it kind of disappeared and then it showed up again and it was a moving star. And, and so many angels actually are referred to stars as stars in the Bible. And so uh, it's a mystery. We're not exactly sure about the details, but here's what we do know. We know that the wise men got a revelation from God and that revelation led them to pursue the true king who was worthy of worship. Now, all kings 
per se, may be worthy of honor. But how many know that only one king in all of history was worthy of worship, and that king was the little baby that was born in that manger 2,000 years ago. Amen. Come on, let's put our hands together because he was worthy to be worshipped. Hallelujah. And the title of my message today is Wise Men Worship. Wise Men Worship because they, they were seeking and they found the one to truly worship. And essentially, when you think about the Christmas story, the Christmas story is about the fact that the, the Son of God came to the earth and even in his most humble form, how many would agree, he was worthy of all the worship, of all the glory, of all the honor. How many would say amen? Hallelujah. So what I want to do is I want to read to you and, uh, and take a few moments to reflect on the worship that we should give Christ, not only the child, but the risen Savior. Amen. And in a moment, I want to give this definition up front. Uh, in a moment, you're going to see that, that worship is bowing your heart, opening your treasures, and offering them to God. This is what you're going to see in a moment. Worship is bowing your heart, opening your treasures, and offering them to God. And how many would agree that Jesus is worthy of us to bow our hearts and open our treasures and offer them to him? Amen. So let's read. It's just going to be 11 verses. Uh, it says, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea during the time of King Herod, Magi, which means wise men from the east, came to Jerusalem and asked, where is the one who was born king of the Jews? We saw his star when it rose and have come to worship him. When King Herod heard this, he was disturbed and all Jerusalem with him. When he had called together all the people's chief priests and teachers of the law, he asked them where the Messiah was to be born. In Bethlehem, in Judea, they replied, for this is what the prophet has written. But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah, for out of you will come a ruler who will shepherd my people. Now let me stop here. This is very, very significant because, because Bethlehem, is like a blip on the screen in that time. Pastor Jake told me he's going to, where are you going tomorrow? Kiwani. How many know where Kiwani, Illinois is? I was like, Kiwani? I was like, sounds like Hawaii, but a lot less exotic. You know, cold and frigid and snow. Like, never even heard of Kiwani, but there's a, is that, that's in Illinois? Yes, okay, so Bethlehem was like Kiwani. Sorry if anyone was born there, but be encouraged, Jesus was born in Bethlehem, amen. So, so to understand, okay, the Bible hundreds of years before prophesied that the Messiah would be born in Bethlehem. Okay, this was the unfolding of God's 
magnificent, marvelous, powerful prophetic plan. And so uh, anybody who was a serious student of the law understood that the, the Bible said that the, the Messiah would be born in Bethlehem. And so that's why they showed up there. Let's keep going. It says, then Herod called the Magi secretly and found out from them the exact time the star had appeared. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, go and search carefully for the child. As soon as you find him, report to me so that I too may go and worship him. Now let me pause here for a moment and, and, uh, and highlight the fact, two, two things. First of all, remember that this amazing star that led them was only seen by the seekers. Okay, it was only seen by the seekers. You see, because God reveals himself to those who seek after him. If you're here today, you find yourself in the house of God on Christmas. Okay, one of the things that God wants you to know is that if you seek him, you will find him. And when you find him, you will receive the joy and the deepest love that you, anyone could ever find. Hallelujah. The other thing is, is that not everyone does seek him. Because we know that Herod really wanted to, 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 to stomp him out. But he couldn't. Because no man is greater than God. Amen. Men can rail against God. But in the end they can do nothing against the plan and purposes of God. And so he sa it says, after they had heard the king, they went on their way. Uh, and the star they had seen uh, when it rose went ahead of them until it stopped over the place where the child was. Just a little more. When they saw the star, they were overjoyed on coming. This is the key verse of the text. We'll spend the rest of the message here. On coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. Then they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Blessed be the reading of God's word. How many know wise men seek him? And we want to be seekers of the king of glory and of the son of the living God. Hallelujah. Wise men worship him. Let's pray. Father, thank you for this time in your house when we could be together, Lord, and when we could focus, Lord, on the fact, when we can reflect on the fact that you came to this earth out of great love for us. And Lord, we desire, Lord, to not only focus on you, but worship you, Lord. Lord, we know now the full story. The wise men, oh God, only had a glimpse of it, but we know the full story today. And God, Thousands of years later, we worship you and we thank you and we honor you. And God, I ask that you would bless this word to every heart and to every home, oh God. That Lord, whether it be Christmas or any other day of this year, that Lord, our focus would be to give you all the glory and all the honor and all the praise. So bless this word now 
and bless our hearts to receive it and act upon it. In the mighty name of Jesus, and everyone said, Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. Now, um, many, many people today have, uh, many little children open gifts under the tree today and uh, are so excited. Some are doing that right now. In our family, we actually had to do our Christmas. We did it on Friday um, because uh, we obviously had to, um, we had church today and, and uh, I was studying yesterday. We felt like Friday was the, 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 the best way to go for us. We, um, my oldest daughter, my son-in-law are traveling right after church to go see their family in India, Indianapolis. And so anyway, we did it on Friday and we have two grandsons and um, uh, we, we all exchanged gifts, but the real focus was the kids. And so we got them, uh, we got them a, a little keyboard, we got them a little golf thing. Wesley was whacking that thing all over the place. I thought he might whack his little brother. I was like, I don't know if the wisdom of this gift right here. Um, and I got him a, a, some Bible books and a couple of other things. And, and it, was, it was so much fun. And we had such a good time just watching them opening the gifts. Uh, his auntie got him a little tool set. Uh, and it was, just, it was just great. And we gave them gifts um, that were appropriate to their place and their stage of life. In other words, we didn't, it, it, we, I didn't get Wesley a bike. You know, he's two and James is like 10 months. And we didn't, we didn't get him a bike because they can't ride a bike. We didn't get them a car, you know. The gifts were appropriate to where they are, and they enjoyed them. Now, what's unique about this story is that prophetically, these wise men gave gifts that were appropriate to who this child was and who he, he, would, be, who he would become. You see, the gifts that they brought to Jesus, they were so special and they were so prophetic. And as they offered these gifts, they worshiped actually in light of the gifts. As they worshiped, there was something so powerful about what they were offering to God. And how many know offering our hearts and gifts to God, they still matter. It still counts when we offer God worship when we open our hearts and when we open our treasures and when we worship him how many would say amen there's nothing more wonderful or more powerful than worshiping jesus do you know when we get to heaven what we're going to be doing most of the time is how many know we're going to be worshiping him and we're going to be giving him all the glory and all the honor and all the praise hallelujah for all that he's done blessed be the name of the lord Hallelujah. And so what I want to do is I want to just take the next few moments very quickly and look at these gifts that were fitting and appropriate for the son of the living God. And I want to build off of this today and take home, okay. My, my prayer is that we would take this message home. My prayer is that we would 
not just worship the Lord in church today, but that we would worship him today and tomorrow and the next day. Hallelujah. In light of who he was and who he would become in our lives. So let's look at this very, very quickly. First of all, the Bible records that as they worshipped him, they opened their treasure and they offered him gold. Now they offered him gold because they were acknowledging that he was the king. Okay? They were acknowledging that he was the king. Gold was a, an acknowledgement of the fact that Jesus was the king. But, but Jesus was a special kind of king. Okay, because how many know kings come and go? Kings are born and they take their place and then they die. And then someone else takes their place. And presidents come and go. Eight years and then another president comes. Okay, but how many know he was the true king? That's why certain kings might be worthy of honor. But this king was not just worthy of honor. He was worthy of worship because he was the one and only true king. He was the eternal king. He was the king that would live forever and ever and ever. He would sit upon the throne of glory and of the universe and he would reign forever. And so as they, as they offered gifts to him, they offered him gold because they were acknowledging that Jesus is the true king. How many of you know Jesus is the true, he's the one and only king of kings and the Lord of lords. Blessed be the name of the Lord. And as you worship Jesus this, this season, this Christmas season, and as we go into the new year worshiping Jesus, can I tell you just a couple quick things about King Jesus? Number one, King Jesus is unique because he uses his authority and his power to express his love. Jesus is the king of love. His showing up on this planet was because he loved us. For God so loved the world that he gave what? His only begotten son. Okay. Other kings, they may love their family, they may love their party, they may love certain people, but how do we know Jesus loved the entire world? He is truly the king of love, and if you're here today, and if you've never known the amazing love of God, today you can meet the king of love, hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Not only was, the king, was he the king of love, but he was also the king of peace. Pastor Jake preached about that last week in the, in the third service. If you didn't hear the message, you should go listen to it. It was really powerful. Not only was he the king of love, but he was the king that was able to secure peace with God, as he mentioned last week, and also give every single one of us the peace of God. You see, and you'll never have real peace until you receive love from the king. Always remember, this is for Christians too. Many times Christians forget that the only, nothing that you could attain on this earth will give you true peace. How many would say amen? Only the king of peace, only the king of peace can give us true peace. He was the king of love. He was the king of peace, the eternal most high king. And then here's the last thing I want to say about this is, and, and then we'll move on. What is most amazing to me about this story, about this king, 
that he was the accessible king. He was the king that could be reached by anyone. Think about, think about, I read an article the other day that it's costing New York City, I think, a million dollars a day to protect the president-elect right now in New York. They're actually kind of grumbling about it in the article. A million dollars a day of security provided for the president-elect. And, and um, Pastor Jake looked up for me this morning. Even when someone leaves the White House after their president, it costs a million dollars a year just to provide security for the president. Okay? Now, on the night that Jesus was born, okay, when the greatest king of all time was born, he didn't even have the security of the, of the lock of a hotel room. He was born... In a manger, basically, he was born in a barn with animals. And you think of all of the great palaces on the planet. How many know God could have had him? God could have had him born in any palace. God could have had him born any place. God could have built a palace on that day so that his son could be born. But he chose not to. He put him in a barn where anyone, anyone that was looking for him could walk in and find him. Because he was the accessible king. He was the king of everyone, of all of the people. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Oh, what a wonderful God we serve, that we have access to him. We have access to him, the greatest king of all time. And you can just walk in the barn and be with him. Aren't you thankful for the invitation that we get from Jesus? Come on, let's put our hands together and worship him just for a moment. Hallelujah. Yes, Jesus was a king, but he was the most special king of all time. There was no one like him. And I guarantee you there will never be anyone like Jesus. So they offered him gold because he was a king. And then secondly, they offered him frankincense. Okay? Because he was not only the king, but also because he was the Lord. And he was the Lord. Go ahead and put that up. He was the Lord who could hear prayer. He was the Lord who could hear prayer. Many people don't know that frankincense, let me tell you a little bit about, about frankincense. Uh, uh, frankincense was a mixture of a couple of things and uh, it was this combination and frankincense when burned would produce a sweet uh, odor and the sweet odor that the frankincense produced was, this was put into the temple that when they burned incense that were uh, a symbolic of prayer going up to God, it made this sweet odor and it was symbolic of the sweet odor in the nostrils of God. Now, it's amazing to me that these men who didn't, who didn't grow up in, in, in God that they were led by God and God gave them such a revelation that they knew to offer him frankincense. And these, this frankincense was, was reflective of the fact that Jesus, this little baby, was the only person in all of the universe, in all of time, that could hear prayer and answer prayer. 
Jesus is the only one who can hear and answer prayer. Think about all of the, all of the like for example, think about the inaugura inauguration that's coming up. And um, um, I really hesitate to talk about our election because it's been so controversial, you know. But think about the inauguration and all of the pomp and pageantry and all of the stuff that's going to go on. And in the end, another human being is going into the White House. And that human being will do what they can. And some do better than others, depending on who you're asking. Right? Some do better than others. Okay? But let's face it. Okay, whoever goes into the White House, they can't really meet our greatest needs. They're so limited in what they can actually accomplish. But they offered incense to Jesus because Jesus was the Lord. He was the King and the Lord who could hear our cry. He says, call upon me in the day of trouble and I will answer. Aren't you thankful that Jesus hears our cry when we cry out to him? Hallelujah. Listen, he hears our whispers. Jesus hears when you whisper to him, oh, help me, Lord. When we say, oh, help me, Jesus. Jesus hears when we, when we sigh. And he understands. Sometimes you don't even have words. You just go, Lord. And he knows everything that that means. Hallelujah. I look back just on this past year. And let me tell you something. God has answered a lot of prayers. How many, how many would say the Lord has answered a lot of prayers? And could we praise him just for a moment for all the prayers? Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Lord. Blessed be your name, O oh God. Hallelujah to the one who answers prayer, O oh God. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. You know, there are, there are situations in this room that Many of us can't even talk about because they're so private and they're so personal. But all we know is that we took it to God and God worked and God blessed and he helped us. And some of us are like in the middle of that answer that God is bringing about a miracle. How many are in the middle of God's answering prayers and doing amazing things? Hallelujah. It may not be done yet, but he who begins the good work will carry it on to completion. And so we worship him. We worship him. Hallelujah. Thank you that you hear and answer our prayers, Lord. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, he's the friend that sits closer than a brother. Amazing. We pray for our children. We pray for marriages. We pray for families. We pray for finances. We pray for health. We pray for this or we pray for that. And you know what's so amazing to me is that many, many times, I, come on, if, any, if you're here and you pray on a regular basis, this has definitely happened to you. We forget that we prayed about something. And then all of a sudden, I don't know, a time goes by and we go, oh, snap, I prayed about that. And the Lord answered. How many know we forget and God never forgets? Blessed be the name of the Lord. <laughs> Hallelujah. Am I right? You're like, oh, 
How many know we owe him praise? We owe him worship. We owe him glory. We owe him hosannas. Let our king be lifted up. The one who answers prayers worthy, worthy. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Can I encourage you, okay, before you ask him, always praise him. Because we always have a reason to worship him. Because he's been good. Then here's the last thing the singers could come and then we're going to close. So they offered him gold because he was a king. They offered him frankincense because he was Lord. I mean, this is deep. They knew the Holy Spirit revealed to them that they had, after all of their seeking, they had finally come to the one that they could ask for help and really get the help that they needed. And then here's the last thing. They offered him myrrh, okay? Now, they offered him myrrh because he was the Savior who would offer his life for us. Now, here's what myrrh is. Myrrh was a mixture of resin, gum, and oil that was used to rub on the body of someone who had died. Okay? So listen closely. This is a baby. I want you to think about this. I want you to think about that God put this in the Bible for you and I. All right? God put this in the Bible so that anyone who would even come close to doubting that God had a plan for his son, that we would know beyond the shadow of a doubt that from the very beginning, God had a plan to send his son to this earth to die for our sins. Who would give a baby myrrh? But you know what? It was appropriate. Even though myrrh was what they used when someone would die in that time, they would rub myrrh on the body and it would, quote, it would kind of preserve the body and the body wouldn't smell or it wouldn't stink. And so that was part of that culture. When they offered myrrh, okay, anyone that, that, uh, of that time would know exactly what that meant. You see, this is not a, this for, for us, it's like, what is myrrh? You know, hey, let's go buy a jar of myrrh. When's the last time you bought a jar of myrrh? I, you know, I haven't picked one of those up lately, right? But for them, they would know exactly what that means. See? And they were honoring him, brothers and sisters. Here's the thing that gets me. Why? Just got a couple more things to say. The thing that gets me is that they knew, but they couldn't fully know. And yet they traveled from all the way from Iraq. And by the way, they didn't take a, a Boeing 747. Okay? They traveled. These were, these were men who were already considered wise and successful and intelligent. Okay? These were men who already uh, uh, had respect and honor. It's not like they had this big need of God, but they were so hungry for God. They traveled from Iraq all the way to Bethlehem, okay? And the Lord showed them in part that this was going to be the Messiah, the Savior. And, and, and they said, here, this is reflective of the fact that you're going to give your life 
for all of mankind. You're going to grow up and you're going to live a perfect life and you're never going to sin. Jesus never sinned one time. He was the perfect holy son of the living God. He was the most innocent lamb of all time. And that innocent lamb, from the very beginning, it was in the heart of the father that his son would be an offering for you and I. I think to myself, how should we worship God every single day who would send his son to be sacrificed on a cross to die for our sin so that we could be forgiven and be set free. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Oh, blessed be the name of the Lord. They knew. They offered him myrrh because they knew that his purpose was to come and to offer himself to serve and to die. I want to give you one verse and then we're going to close. Look at what the Bible says about Jesus when he would grow up and become a man. It says, for even the son of man did not come to be served, but to serve and give his life as a ransom for many. How many here today have been ransomed by the blood and body of Christ torn on Calvary? <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We have many, many reasons to worship him. But among all the reasons we have to worship him, we should worship him first of all because he really is the king. Among all the reasons that we have to worship Jesus, we should worship him. Because he's the Lord. He's the one who answers prayer. Hallelujah. And even though we're, we're talking today about the fact that he was born as a child to become one of us. How many know that child would one day become our savior? And we have more than for the rest of eternity. How many know we should praise him because he's the savior of the world. Could we put our hands together? Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed, blessed be the name of the Lord. I wonder if there's anyone here today, you find yourself in the house of God, the house that was built for the purpose of seeking the Son of the living God, Jesus Christ. I wonder if there's anyone here today that you've never actually started a relationship with him. You see, Jesus didn't die he didn't come to the earth and live a perfect sinless life. And he didn't die on that cross just so that we could go to church once a week. He died so that we could have a relationship with him. He died to be the friend that sticks closer than a brother. How close? So close that literally he would, he would have us invite him. He knocks on the door of our hearts and he wants us to invite him in to be our king. He can be the king of the world, but he also wants to be our personal king, our personal Lord, our personal savior. You don't become a Christian by going to church. You become a Christian by inviting Jesus into your heart to be your king and your Lord and your Savior. Hallelujah. And if you're here today, nothing would make the heart of, glad, of God more glad, more happy than that today and the day that we celebrate is coming to the earth, that today would be the day where you would be able to say, I gave my heart to Jesus on Christmas Day.
if you're here today, even if you've gone to church your whole life, but you've never had a moment in time where you started a relationship with him, where you asked him into your heart, well, I want to invite you to do so right now, and I want to help you. All you have to do is ask him to come in. You, you pray a prayer, and I will help you lead in a prayer. If you're here and you feel the Spirit of God knocking on the door of your heart and saying, let me in, and you want to let Jesus in, would you raise your hand right now? Raise your hand. Is there anyone here you want to give your life to Jesus? Anyone in the room? Thank you. Thank you. Hand, raise them up high so that I could see them, please. Hallelujah. Thank you. Hands are going up all over the building. Blessed be the name of the Lord over there. Thank you. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. You can go ahead and put your hand down. I'm just going to lead you in a prayer. And the only reason why I'm leading you in a prayer is because you've never done this before. But as you pray the prayer, the Lord will hear the faith in your heart. And he's going to come in. This is what it means to be born again, that you invite God to come into your heart. And then he comes by his spirit and he lives in your heart forever until we see him face to face in heaven. So I want everyone, come on, let's pray this together. Everyone repeat after me. Lord Jesus, I thank you for this Christmas Sunday. I thank you that you came to this earth to offer your life to be a sacrifice for me. I believe that indeed you are the Son of God. I believe that you are truly the King. And I thank you because I know that you came to pay the price for my sin. Forgive me, Lord, for all of my sin and all of my offenses. Wash me with your blood today and make me clean. I turn away from that life and I open my heart to you. Come into my heart. Sit on the throne of my heart and be my Lord and my Savior and my King and my friend, thank you for receiving me, even as I receive you. Amen. Amen. Could we put our hands together and praise God? Hallelujah. 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 Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Father, thank you for this day. Thank you for this time. Oh God, Lord, we ask that we would go out of this place worshiping you, giving you all the glory, all the honor that you're so worthy of. Lord, I pray, Father, that your, the hands of your people, the voices of your people would be lifted up, oh God, on high, giving you all of the worship that you're so worthy of on the day of your birth. Thank you, thank you, thank you for your goodness. In the mighty name of Jesus, and everyone said, amen. Amen. Come on, one more time.